Welcome to the official podcast for the Society of Urodynamics, Female Pelvic Medicine, and Urogenital Reconstruction. Here you will find podcasts highlighting clinically relevant topics, ongoing SUFU initiatives, SUFU member highlights, and much, much more. Welcome to the Fellows Journal Club program, the podcast where we bring you discussions on cutting-edge research in the field of urogynecology. I'm Omar Nice, FPMRS Fellow at Cleveland Clinic, Ohio. Joining me today is Tyler Trump, my colleague, also an FPMRS Fellow at the Cleveland Clinic Urology. Today, we will explore a thought-provoking paper titled Standard Restrictions vs. Expedited Activity After Pelvic Organ Prolapse Surgery, a randomized control trial from the urogynecology group at Duke University. Let's dive into the nuances of post-operative activity restrictions. Before we delve too deep into the details, let's set the stage. Traditionally, post-operative activity restrictions in urologic and gynecologic surgery have been based on tradition and anecdote rather than robust scientific evidence. Omer, could you provide some insights into the prevalence of recommendations for limiting the post-operative lifting to, say, 10 pounds? Certainly, Tyler. According to a cited survey study, a significant percentage, 82 to 86 percent of gynecology surgeons, recommend postoperative lifting restrictions, commonly limited lifting to a maximum of 10 pounds. Moving to the study itself, the randomized trial included 107 patients with 54 following standard restrictions and 53 following expedited activity. The key findings show no significant differences in anatomic support loss or subjective outcomes between the two groups. Tyler, can you elaborate on the implications of allowing patients to decide their own postoperative activity? Absolutely, Omer. The study suggests that patients can reliably decide what their bodies should and shouldn't do postoperatively without overexerting. It's an interesting shift towards patient autonomy. Let's broaden our discussion. The study challenges the validity of current practices and raises questions about the effectiveness of current postoperative recommendations. Omer, how do you see this impacting clinical practice? Well, it's a significant shift in perspective. The study implies that postoperative activity recommendations might be arbitrary and patients may follow standard guidelines even without direct instructions. I agree and there may be a potential harm of unnecessarily restricting postoperative activity, right? Yeah, restricting postoperative activity may have unintended consequences on patients' overall well-being and recovery. Um, broader restrictions may contribute to postoperative deconditioning, weight gain, and potentially even increased risk of venous thrombo- thromboembolism. Agreed. As we wrap up, let's summarize our key takeaways. The study challenges the status quo, suggesting that patients may navigate their postoperative recovery without strict activity restrictions. Any final thoughts, Omer? It's a thought-provoking study that prompts us to re-evaluate our practices. To my humble opinion, we should aim for evidence-based guidelines rather than relying on tradition alone. Thank you, Tyler, for your valuable insights into this research. To our listeners, Thank you for your time, and we encourage you to share your thoughts and questions. Stay tuned for more exciting discussions on the next podcast.
Thanks for listening to today's episode on the Sufu Podcast. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter with our handle at SuFuOrg, where we'll provide real-time updates of our next podcast episode launch. And be sure to check us out on our website, www.sufuorg.com.